Welcome Sunny Conversations. I'm Heather Hauser and I am so glad you are joining me today. I am here with my sister Mary Bettacharji. You can say hi. Hi. And we're at her <laughs> home in Syracuse and this is very late at night. We have a very long day today. Um, but a wonderful day today. Yes. Yes, we did. Uh, so today we're talking, well, this evening, we are talking about triggers and understanding your triggers. Triggers are an important part of resiliency. The reason why is because if you understand what emotionally gets you upset or stresses you out, you can start recognizing then how are better ways to deal with it. So that way, when you are faced with a big turning point or a time that you really have to practice resiliency, such as in the event of after a divorce or a death, or you're, you have inexplicable stress at work or something of that nature, then you can figure out how to manage yourself better and understanding how to keep yourself emotionally more in check. I have a nice glass of wine. What are you drinking? It is a raspberry lambic beer. Quite tasty. Good. So cheers to you. Cheers. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> Tell us a little bit about yourself and what do you do? I am a wife, a mom of two girls, and I work I work full-time in uh, the HR profession for a technology company. And so. you've been in HR for how many years? Golly, uh, probably 20-some yeah, I've been very fortunate in my career to work for mm -hmm. some great companies with really cool people where I've been able to um, not only craft my profession, but uh, grow as well. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah. that's, also, that's, that's actually really important when you find a career and find a place to work, some place yes. where you yourself can grow and learn. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Talking about triggers, when I think of triggers... You think of me chasing you around when we were little with scissors or something. <laughs> I thought you did that to Kerm. Did you do oh, that to me? Probably not. I was probably running from you. <laughs> but from Kerm, yes, I probably did chase him. I never, I didn't think of that. <laughs> okay, so. Um, Don't uh, get any ideas. So, the triggers, identifying triggers like in HR with various employees, and I'm talking very general. I mean, people get upset over things, correct? Absolutely. Absolutely. When you're talking about um, earned benefit time, such as PTO, mm -hmm. um, actual benefits if something's not right, payroll, if there's a if there's a mess up there or something mm -hmm. isn't explained to somebody before and they're expecting something different, absolutely. Or performance-wise, everything in my world, um, if, if we don't handle it with care, are potential triggers. It, and it's really interesting because you said something if it doesn't meet their expectations. Really, almost any time somebody has an expectation and reality is different and it's swaying from what their expectation is, that could potentially be a trigger point, correct? Absolutely. And, and because of the things that benefits, payroll, performance, when somebody hears something, if anything is adverse and not meeting what their expectations are, absolutely. That, it's very personal. It's, it's just so personal. That's their take home. That affects their life outside of the office. Mm -hmm. And that's why, for me, 
it is always a priority to put myself in employee shoes and how is this going to affect them? How would I take that information? But one of the things that here's my expectation and here's what's happening in in reality and i'm talking you know taking what you learn with hr and and with benefits payroll all of that and just bringing it out into life if here's my expectations but here's reality and it's not meeting my expectations it's very disappointing <laughs> it's, it's if it's under if it's over i mean it, it's very joyous it's it's a great it's a great um you know emotional positive emotional response if yeah it's you feel not, like, woo-hoo. yeah yeah no it is it's a great it's moment like, woo-hoo. yeah you're skipping you're jumping you're writing thank you notes whatever you gotta do um and that's i mean it, that it, it very much partners with right customer service too. I mean, those are, those are things, those are the same reactions you're trying to get there. But going back to resilience with something not meeting your expectations, yeah. you're going to get adverse response and, um, and people channel that in different ways. And that's what we wanted to talk about too, is like how people channel things. And I'm not talking you specifically, but it's interesting how people channel that. Um, I know myself, like some of my triggers, I recognize some of my triggers recently, but I really think of triggers almost in two large categories. As I was thinking about what triggers are, it's like in my own personal triggers and things that set me off and get me upset or stressed out. One is the things that I can plan for. And then the other set of triggers are things that I can't plan for, things that are unexpected. Things that I can plan for, okay, trips. I can plan for a trip. I know the trip is coming. And I'm like, mom, when I know that a trip is coming, at least I have been in the past, except for this summer. I've been really awesome. You're laughing. Yeah. Because <laughs> I know you plan <laughs> to a T. I do. And then, like, right before going on a trip, any trip, especially the day before and the day of, it's like, watch out because I'm gonna yell, I'm gonna scream, I'm stressing out, I'm running around, I'm doing 15 extra bazillion million things. I think my kids are scared of me on those days. You remember mom doing that? Yeah, I I do that uh, a little bit when it comes to when we have people over for meals, only because I'm not very confident in the kitchen. Uh And so I get like a timing of bringing out food and, and making sure everything is delivered edible oh, it, yeah <laughs> and and the appropriate temperature is and at the same time otherwise yeah yeah it's so i uh so that's i i get that same way but i don't get that way on trips or things along those lines whether i can whether i um plan for them or i don't plan mm-hmm. for them i have not gotten that way on trips i've missed some flights just two days ago i i my yesterday my luggage was lost and returning and, and i was out out uh, a good 24, 48 hours trying to figure out makeup, trying to, you know, I have not, none of that stuff has bothered me. Um, I think that's more recently, meaning in the last uh, 10, 15 years. Yeah, you chill out, you relax about that? Yeah, yeah, I, I, and I don't know why, but um, that does not bother me. Oh, see, when we went to um, Williamsburg, I, I did a like backwards planning and I made sure every, you know, I did certain things each day and every day for a week, it's, I'm not going to stress about it. It's all good. I'm not <laughs> going to get upset. And I didn't. And I even looked at Richard that morning and said, did you notice something? He's like, you haven't yelled. 
I'm like, I know. Did you notice something about like this whole week? He's like, you haven't been stressed out. I'm like, I know. Do you mean during the vacation or leading up to it? Leading up to it. Okay. Leading up to it. During is a different thing. But if people coming over will set you off on that. If I have to cook, if to have, if I have to perform something that I am not comfortable with. Okay. Like if you had me singing, I would be <laughs> terribly petrified. <laughs> so, um, so it's things that I'm not comfortable with. Mm -hmm. Would you give any advice on how to manage things that you can plan for? Like, okay, you can plan for people coming over and how do you... So to me, triggers, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off, yeah, but um, triggers for me, I, I am set off on things that are within my control and I don't perform at those expectations. Things out of my control, I'm at peace with. They're not in my control. Lost luggage, a missed flight, that happened last month, I missed a flight, you know? I got on another one, it's all okay. I mean, it's it was, that one was 12 hours later. I sat in, in an airport all night, overnight. <laughs> and things that are not in my control don't set me off. And, and, and I'm okay with those. Things that are in my control and I am not meeting expectations or Your I don't... Your own expectations. Or if I don't feel like I'm meeting somebody else's expectations okay. and I'm disappoint, potentially disappointing somebody, that's, that's where I get a little... You know that's that's what that's what sets me off. That and and um, if if you had to sit me in an unor if, if I had to sit in an unorganized chaos um, <laughs> for a long period of time, I would, or a short period of time. Let's be honest. Um, <laughs> where I know I could go in and I could like clean things up and make it at least look organized. Yeah, if you, yeah, you, you yeah, if I had to sit on my hands, I'd struggle. But again, that's within my control. I'm not asking other people to do it. I, I, That's your own I, issue. Yeah, I'm compelled to do it myself. So it's things within my control that um, if I miss the mark, those those are upsetting to me. How do you... How or if do you, I don't feel like I could perform. Okay, then how do you manage those feelings? Or, you know, if, if somebody came to you, like if I came to you and I said, okay, Mary, I'm really upset because of blah, 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 and I come to you like, how do I do this, you know? And you're upset with me? No. Well, you could be upset with me. Okay. <laughs> I'm just trying to follow the, the, the hypothetical. Okay. Maybe it's not hypothetical. I'm sorry, go ahead. <laughs> no, I'm um, upset at, okay, maybe I'm at work and I'm upset with another employee. And I'm like, ah, I'm trying to put this in your HR terms, right? Uh -huh. How do you tell me to manage my expectations or how, how do you tell me to manage my emotions on that? Well, first and foremost, and this, whether it be coworkers, whether it be siblings, whether it be kids, whatever, you can't control somebody else. Nope. So if they are, quote unquote, annoying you, then change your environment. I mean, change your own expectations. You're allowing somebody to impact you. You cannot control if someone taps their fingers or their foot or um, 
eats really loud, um, you know, and sitting next to you. Um, or, crunches the Doritos. Yes, crunches the Doritos or chews. I, I, I prefer, you know, the mouth closed when you chew. Some people, it's just natural that they choose with the mouth open. I can't control that for somebody. And it's actually quite rude of me if I say, hey. <laughs> Chew with your mouth closed. Yes, chew with your mouth closed. Or, or, can you stop eating Doritos? Yes, can you stop doing that with your lips when you talk? You know, like that's, you can't, That that's not within my control. So I need to build a bridge and get over it. Like that's, that's it. It's funny so, that you say that because like there are things that set me up, you know, just drive me insane. I need to have all my towels folded a certain way. Mm-hmm. Exactly. You could laugh. No, um, I fold my towels a very specific Yes very certain way and I need to have things set aside or set out in a specific way and I, I know that you do too because I've been watching you rearrange it while I mess it up because I don't mean to mess it up I'm trying to put it back but it's that's my, but it doesn't bother me no and, I, it, and as I said that's my issue I know it I own it it's my issue if somebody changes the towel which you know, with kids and uh-huh. other people, and and it happens. I mean, even the tag has to be a certain way. I agree. Tag Thank should you. be a certain way. <laughs> I agree. Thank you. That's my problem. That's my issue. I can't get upset and expect everyone to follow what I'm saying. Exactly. I, I don't get upset with, with my family for those pieces. Mm-hmm. Now, I do encourage a, a tidy household. <laughs> And um, I do encourage people to put their things away. Um, I do, you know, and, and when I have time, um, I enjoy a good good closet clean any day or a good drawer. Oh, clean absolutely. Out the drawer. But, um, again, going back to, to people and, and, you know, sitting next to somebody. So you have a choice if, if, if somebody's annoying you or, or, mm-hmm. or whatever they're doing. Even when, you know, when you're talking in a, in a superior subordinate relationship and it's about your manager and what they do x y and z really drives you nuts whether they give you this project or don't give you this project again what's in your control you, you got to do with the best that you can with what was given to you mm-hmm. and look for opportunities to continue to grow look for opportunities if you want to change change different managers a different team um, look for that right opening not a knee-jerk reaction mm-hmm but you're not gonna you're not gonna get very far if you don't continue to do your best right and look for those opportunities and those doors to open other areas because people will notice that they'll notice that hey you're doing a great job or those circumstances aren't aren't ideal that you've been working under but you've really done so much with with that circumstance it's almost the attitude that you go in with 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 triggers it's like okay you know what are my expectations and what are my expectations with other people and what are my expectations with myself that absolutely so the way I was looking at you know triggers which is what's in my control and what's not maybe not be totally on the mark but it's more of where are my expectations because I think missed expectations usually are the things that set people with their triggers. I, I mean, missing an expectation can be very disappointing. Right. And that can be 
with anything. It could be within you know myself to hear uh-huh. my expectations, and that's what you get really upset with, and that those are some of your triggers, or um, missed expectations outside of my control. Absolutely, absolutely, and it's and it's disappointing. Um, when you miss those expectations, but you know you have the appropriate resources, you know you have the appropriate potential, mm-hmm. and all of those things, and all you can look at is look in the mirror and say, golly, I missed the mark on this. Mm-hmm. And um, But I, I think that's more disappointing. Again, triggers and and, um, and, and setting off, I guess, asking you what, when we talk about those triggers, not our not what are the triggers what is what happens after the triggers is it is it think, yelling is it is it upset what it what is it and i think that's part of it because all right i might recognize that this is a trigger i might also though have some really good ways of controlling my own emotions and talking myself through it and good outlook so yeah it might be a trigger this might be a trigger point for me but I'm going to sit here and i know i'm going to have to count to 10 i might have to jump rope for 10 minutes and oh yeah but i don't think i could pick up a jump rope now <laughs> no i yeah it, it, being a hothead growing up i mean in, in 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 elementary school days no that that jump rope was my friend <laughs> no that was a way to get things out i mean when you're younger i mean or at least when i was younger i don't know i'm not i don't study children or anything but um, when you're younger you don't i, I didn't understand you know, I didn't, I didn't understand, A, what was setting me off, and I didn't understand how to control it. I didn't understand, I, I didn't recognize any themes. And quite frankly, I probably had a misconception that I should be able, everything was in my control, and why wouldn't somebody do something that I told them <laughs> or strongly encouraged or suggested? And so... Um, again, recognizing what it is in my control and what recognizing it, what wasn't in my control. There was probably a lot of blurred lines that I thought everything was in my in my control, and it's not. It certainly is not. Then when did you learn that? I, I don't know. Just I guess as you as you get older, uh, you know, high school things start start to happen and click. But going away to college was uh, a great experience for me. You didn't take the jump rope to college. I did not take the jump rope to college. Um, <laughs> You know, when, when you're on your own and you have to figure things out and and you have to be okay with knowing if you do X, Y, and Z, the, the uh, you know, what that result could be. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was able to channel things that, that uh, channel my efforts and my energies and, and areas that really made me happy. And, and I feel like I had a great experience because of that. So, I thought you would have grown out of that elementary school maybe middle school I I didn't know that you still kind of struggled with that even a little bit in high school not definitely not in middle school I was still figuring things out and not understanding all all of my actions had consequences Mm -hmm. and high school yeah started to but I again I was I really felt you know that I that I figured things I started to figure things out when I was in college. So, yeah, and I don't know if that's I mean if that's the right point in time 
Well, I don't think it was, I mean, it could have been the college experience, but it also could have been just uh, maturing. Right. A natural age. I, I mean, I don't. I, right. And um, how brains do develop and, yeah. and timing and things it was like just that. Just the timing, and that was that was the area. So I don't think it's necessary for someone to go to college to um, to be able to have that realization and have that time to reflect upon you know, themselves. Absolutely. Right. Because you could be doing something right. with a career. You could be doing something with right. your family exactly. at that same that time same point in time. Yeah. yeah. That I was and get that moment or volunteering or going to the Peace Corps, you know, I mean, all of those things you don't, or, or just traveling and in, in, in that adventure. Right. Um, and then learn, learn it there. Yeah. Some good life lessons. You seem to manage your triggers pretty well, knowing like when you were real little, remembering some of your triggers. And I just remember your face getting red. When we're little. Temper tantrums. I don't remember <laughs> what it was. Are you transferring <laughs> triggers into tantrums? I just remember your face would get bright red. Yeah, now with my rosacea, it's just red all the time. <laughs> so I see that you manage things very well. Like, I get frustrated, very frustrated, if I have to stand in line for a long time. And you see me that I'm like... Yeah, you go, <clears throat> and you stomp off. <laughs> just... <laughs> no, I, it doesn't bother me. Stuff doesn't bother me. And and so I have to qualify that is I am very rarely on time because that stuff doesn't bother me. And and that bothers a lot of other people around me. It, it really does. Yeah. It bothers um, my family. Yeah. Um, my husband. Yeah. My, my oldest child is, yeah, is, oh, is she. she's on me. Yeah, um, she is. Um, she is. Because I asked her, you know, I, I I picked her up five minutes late today, and I apologized profusely because I thought it was ten minutes because you left ten minutes before her her chair started. Oh, no, no, no. It, it actually had already started 20 minutes prior to that. Oh. I thought... <laughs> no, no, it started at 9.30. Oh, I thought it was started at 10. No. And like I said, that's when I watched. I'm like, 10 minutes. And so I left no. giving us just over 15 minutes, but, you know, I don't know the roads, and so I was driving under the speed limit. And I apologized profusely to her, and she, I said... But I don't. I don't think you're on it. This is not a new thing for you. She's like, "Oh no, mom's always late." Yeah, and and, and that bothers um, our parents. Um, yeah, I'm sure it bothers you. Yeah, uh, but that. So again, when when things happen like it, like that, it doesn't bother me because it all to me. I will stay until. I'll stay up all night. I will do, I like, oh gosh, sorry. Um, I, I will stay up all night. I'll do what it takes to, to get everything done. And if that affects my next thing, again, I'm okay with that. So standing in a longer line because that's what I need to do to, to finish that, I I will. You'll do it. I'll do it and and, and I'll text people and let them know I'm, I'm not there. And again, it doesn't bother me I, I know it bothers other people and and I probably should be better. So many people are like, you know, you're you're um, late if you're on time and you, or you you know, you're on time if you're 5 minutes early and you're late if you're on time and you're really late, double late if you're after <laughs> on time. And I'm just like, you know what? I, I don't mean to be disrespectful of other people's time. I truly don't. Yeah. But I don't want to leave something open-ended. I feel like I I I can Finish that up before I move on. I gotcha. 
So, um, I, and I, again, I truly don't mean to be disrespectful to people. That is not that is not my intent. But it's but it is my intent to, when when I'm here with you, even like tonight, everything to get up to this conversation. Mm -hmm. I, I needed to get everything else done within my control. And, that's and now why you've been I'm drinking a couple. Uh, now. Yes, okay, this is why. But we're now right. I'm fully present here. So to kind of manage things and some of your own stressors, you want to be in the here and now with whatever it is that you are doing. Absolutely. I don't want to wish time away in any way. I don't want to wish people away. I don't want to wish an experience away. Mm -hmm. I'm not, I am not worried about, when I'm somewhere, I'm not worried about that next thing or somebody else or whatever. And mm -hmm. I don't know, I, I don't know why, why um, I'm okay with all of that, but, but I am. So anybody out there that I have been late on, it is no disrespect. It truly isn't. Going back to triggers and things that you know, things that are up, get you upset and things that stress you out. So it's not time. It's not being late. It's all more personal for you. I know we all have our own things that get us upset. And I think we talked, a lot of times it's because our expectations are not being met and that's why people get upset. Do you have any phrases or any sayings that you say to yourself to, if you're in that moment, to calm you down or if you know that this is gonna come up, that you might be upset that your expectations aren't gonna be met here soon, to start calming you down now and prepping for it. Hmm. I know what I say. What do you say? I say, and I say this over and over, and sometimes I say it to remind myself. It is what it is. Mom says I say that a lot, that I say it is what it is. I say that when somebody tells me something that like, or if I'm telling a story, I'm like, oh my gosh, and I'm like, but it is what it is, it's okay. I probably outwardly say, if this is the worst thing that happens today, I am okay. Or if this is the worst thing that happens today, are you okay? I, I know I say that, I, I verbally say that a lot. Like again, if this, if, you know, stitches, uh, uh, you know, breaking something, breaking your favorite anything, right. losing your favorite anything, it, if that is the worst out of everything that happens today, are you okay? Yeah. Do you still have your family? Do you still have your loved ones? Is How is everybody's health? Is it something you can get through? So to me, stacking everything up, uh -huh. if this is the worst thing that happens today, are you okay? Yep, I am. And so I do say that, and I say it outwardly a lot. I've heard you say that. I mean, I say on a scale of one to 10, 10 being death, where is this really? Even even death has its place. Yeah. Uh, yeah. There, there are some very horrific things that mm -hmm. out there that wouldn't be okay. I've been very fortunate enough. I've not had to cross paths or deal with the, the, the whole host of, of demons that have haunted me I, I, I have not but again if this is the worst thing that happens today are you okay will you be okay will mm -hmm. you be able to get through this and and when people say no I won't be you know the times that are horrible and I say no yeah 
and then it's why. Why, why, why wouldn't you be? Or what are you going to do then? Right, and I think that's the other, the follow-up question. If it's no, I mean truly no, that something horrific is happening. And it's like, okay, then what are you going to do? And what is it within your control? And then how can you look at this? Um, I read a book, oh, it was probably two, maybe three years ago. It was Option B. Okay. By, I haven't uh, heard that. It's the same author from Lean In. Okay, yeah. Cheryl Sandberg. Yeah. And it has to do with, uh, and if I have read her and, and worship her, mm -hmm. um, that's bothering you. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> I can hear it. Oh, sorry. <laughs> just the way she writes is unbelievable. To me, it's just like butter. It just can read it so easily. And it's just. I like Lean In. Yeah, I mean, the, the second yeah. book is, is, is just as powerful. But she lost her husband. And the premise of the title was. Option A is not available anymore. As much as you want option A, as much as you planned for option A, what's your option B? So I guess that's where I have to go. If, if this worst thing that happened today and you're not okay, what are you gonna do? What's option B? What's option B? Option B might not be what you ever wanted. Option B, B might be stale and gross and 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 disgusting and Smelly. not appealing. Yes, but what are you gonna do? I mean, again, what is in your control? And again, it had it had to do a lot with um, um, death or major life events. Mm -hmm. uh, and she was drawing on a, a, an unexpected death of her husband, which is just tragic. It is very tragic. Um, it was just, it was very powerful. And, and I didn't have a, a life event like that to, um, that, that drew me to, to read the book. Again, mm -hmm. I just, I'm a fan. Yeah, I know oh. I've been there uh, a couple times. It's okay. So now I'm faced with this. Great. Not what I have planned up for my future, not where I saw things, mm -hmm. and out of nowhere, and happens in a blink of an eye, within um, you know minutes, you find have a conversation, and, and boom, your life explodes. Okay, great. Now what? And I think part of it is you're right. It is the okay. Let me deal with this on how I need to. You know, let me get through like understanding what I'm faced with. And then I, th I think that option B is, is very true. But yeah, I, 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 liked, I liked that. What, what are those next steps? What is that option B? What, where do if, you go from here? Where do you go from here? If this yeah. is the worst thing, and you've said it is the worst thing, which to me, I have never gotten to that point, is yeah. if this is the worst thing that's happened to me today, am I okay? Yep, I'm gonna be okay. It's, it's crummy, yeah. but frankly it sucks, but am I okay? Yeah. Yes. And uh, so I haven't gotten to the point to say, no, I'm not okay. Yeah. Uh, what is the option B? What, what, are, what are my lifelines? What's behind door number two? <laughs> and you're very blessed that way. I, I am, but not to say that nothing in my life hasn't been no. roses. I mean, no, and when I, I look at that. my, my, my oldest been... daughter and, and um, her, her birth was a surprise. I mean, you expect your child to be uh, when, you know, when, when you expect... You know, ten little fingers, ten little toes, and everything to be perfect, and and it wasn't. 
Um, I thought we had like bad luck with with oh, firstborns, <laughs> and I gotta tell you, it was, I was with Kerm when he mm-hmm. had his. I was holding my breath. I didn't. I I I was afraid to hear. See, I never even drew a theme on that. <laughs> and to me, they were isolated instances. I never even drew a theme on I firstborns. I totally did. I did on firstborns. I was really concerned with Kerm's. No, I was didn't even. Didn't even think that thought never crossed my mind. Really? Yeah. But I mean, even with that, it wasn't, um, it was a surprise, but you know, after a no, minute, you a minute in or two, you became like an advocate. No, 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 I didn't. I didn't. Um, I, I truly don't know a lot about it and that's intentional. I, I've actually been more of an advocate, uh, on, on the opposite side of, Okay, so you you get what you get, and let's let's do this. Figure it out. Even tonight, just a simple opening a can. Um, um, quite literally, you know, she she, she can't open the. I know she she, she said she came up and, and asked me. She's like, you know, I can't open cans, and I said, no, I know you can. I've taught you how to do this, and here's a knife, and just like a a, a you know a regular right. table knife, and stick it under a can and you leverage it and you flip she it up. She told me that that's how she can open cans. So she, that's she what she flat out told me that yesterday. Um, so she did it, but I mean, she'll take the easy way out. Any, I mean, that's her option. A. Eh? <laughs> <laughs> hey, you <laughs> do, do this for, for me. <laughs> Let me bat my eyes. Um, let's see. Yeah. Yeah. But no, she, she, um, and so tonight she said, Hey, so no, this, you got this, you can do this. Um, what what is the obstacle in your way? You don't you don't have a finger to open up the can. You got a fist. You got a palm. You you have tools. You have an enormous amount of resources here. Just because you and I don't are not doing it the same way doesn't mean I can't or you can. We can still get to the same end with an open can of soda, in this instance in this example, but just get there differently. There's, there's no why, why on earth not. She'll figure it out before she goes to college. Right. That's kind of our, our little. And she'll be able to open cans of pop before, effortlessly before she gets to college. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah Without asking gotta... you for help. Yeah. Yeah. She'll carry her Swiss Army knife or whatever it exactly. is to open it up. I mean, she'll get it. Yeah. What last words of wisdom do you have on how to deal with triggers? Control what you can control, and don't look to to find fault or blame in other people, because you know we're we're all working to get by. I mean, it nobody is. At least we gotta believe that nobody's out there looking to be malicious or vicious. I, I would agree with that. So, don't don't worry about other people. Mm-hmm. Worry about what is in your control, what you need to do, and enjoy what you're doing while you're doing it. So I don't think those are big words of wisdom, but it's it it, it keeps me going. Thank yeah. you, Mary. I appreciate you taking Thank- the time to do this. Anytime, anytime, Heather. Growing up. Mary really did need to use the jump rope at home and at school to help her cool down. 
However, as an adult, she is the most level-headed person I know. If I don't like a situation or one of my triggers is about to go off, I frequently ask, how would Mary handle this? It's important to understand what sets you off emotionally, your emotional triggers. When we react to something, someone eating chips too loudly or someone leaving a dirty spoon in the kitchen sink, we start to process the information in our limbic system. Our limbic system stores our memories and our moods. So we first react emotionally to most situations. And most of these reactions are habitual. So what does this mean? It means every time I see a dirty spoon in the kitchen sink and I like a clean house and this is not my expectation, I react by yelling at everyone to clean it up. And because somebody does clean it up, it reinforces my behavior. So the next time I see the dirty spoon, I know if I yell to clean it up, it's going to get cleaned up. Never mind the fact that everyone around me is appalled by my behavior. It's a habit. Another type of emotional trigger could be each time I smell bread pudding, which reminds me of my grandma and I might cry. A quick side note, your nose or olfactory sense is also connected to your limbic system and that's why certain smells immediately can take you to a strong memory. Our brains don't react to situations with any type of rationalization until we stop and think and intentionally rationalize using a different part of our brain. Notice that comes after our emotional response and habitual response. Okay, so how does this work with resiliency? If we're intentionally starting now to work on coping and curbing our emotional triggers, we might be able to start thinking about our triggers differently, and then we can be better prepared when we are under strain and stress. Again, most of our emotional triggers are really instances when Reality doesn't meet our expectation. For me, I like a clean house. When a spoon is left in the sink, I interpret it as not having a clean house. The question is, do I want to yell or do I want to react differently? Habitually and historically, yeah, I've yelled. And I can choose to continue with this reaction, however emotionally unintelligent this may be. Or, I can choose to recognize the trigger and teach myself how to handle it differently. For example, I can close my eyes so I don't see the spoon and count to 10 and then maybe hopefully wishing that the fairies put it away for me. It magically disappeared. And then when I open my eyes and recognize that the spoon is still there, I can just ask somebody, hey, are you going to put this in the dishwasher? Or I can just put it in the dishwasher myself. Or I can go jump rope. Remember, when things don't meet expectations, when reality hits, those are your expectations, not others. Now, with kids, you can raise them and guide them to learn your expectation. However, as most parents know, especially the older they get, you really can't control them. Kids are gonna leave spoons in the sink Ideally, this only happens a few times a week and not every day. You can't control other people. You can't control situations. 
You can only control what's in your control. Like your emotions, your actions, and your interactions with others. When you recognize that you only have control over you, something amazing starts to happen. You start relaxing more. You can say it is what it is and experience less stress. And you become happier. Others around you also become happier. I encourage you to take notice this week of all those things that emotionally trigger you and how are you reacting? Why are you reacting this way? Are these within your control or not? I'm telling you now, if other people are involved, that it's most likely not in your control. So write down all of these emotional triggers. Then you can start finding ways to approach and deal with each one of these. Just deal with one at a time at first. For example, don't work on dealing with your office mate crunching chips too loudly and work on dealing with jewelry spoons in the sink at the same time. You might hyperventilate from the number of times that you need to close your eyes and count to 10. Start working one at a time, like somebody eating chips too loudly or the spoon in the sink. With practice then, you'll be able to recognize all sorts of triggers and you'll start to be able to manage them. You may also want to consider about having sunny conversations with a loved one about your triggers. Who knows? You may both learn that you need to fold towels a specific way. Thank you for listening. And I hope you have your own sunny conversation with someone today. You may visit me at www.sunnyconversations.com to view more. A special thank you to Shane Ivers for the music, What a Wonderful Day.